Get ready to lead with your heart, embrace rejection, and change your language. Welcome to the Milk Crate Mastermind Podcast. Welcome back to the Milk Crate Podcast, where we feature members of the Milk Crate community, so that way we can lead with our heart, embrace rejection, and change our language when it comes to the, the, the issues that are important to us in our business and, and how we interact with the general business culture. And today, today's a very special episode because this is the first time we're featuring uh, our members' creations. So for this episode and the next couple episodes after this, we're going to be talking about grief as well as you know Nancy's work and uh, Nancy Leffler has been just a dear friend of mine. Uh, she and her husband, who are also who is also here, have been dear friends of mine for the last few years. And I have to say that their work is is transformational and powerful. And I'll I'll let her tell you the rest. But uh, before we dive in, I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves. So my name is Amy Lancy. In case you don't know, I am the founder of the Milk Crate Mastermind, and I'm the ringleader here. <laughs> Make sure that we all, you know, get a chance to talk. Um, Nancy, Nancy Leffler, please, uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I am Nancy Leffler. I'm the founder of Being With Grief and the author of The Alchemy of Grief, Your Journey to Wholeness. And I help my clients to successfully move through grief so they can fully participate in their life again, find meaning, purpose, and even joy. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. And her husband, Dan, is here. Dan, can you please introduce yourself? Well, hello, Amy, and thank you for the invitation. Um, as you said, Dan Leffler here, um, also with Being With Grief. We lost our daughter 20 years ago. And in um, that journey of recovery and healing, um, I found that working with men who have also experienced loss, whether it's a loss of a child, as in our case, or um, any one of a couple dozen different types of grief, uh, that uh, um, enter into our lives. And um, I'm here to help support and build this community and um, and share our stories. Yes. Yes. And I love that you already shared. I, I love that you already shared your story or a part of your story because our stories obviously keep going on, right? So I love that you're here to, you know, you and Nancy are both here to support each other. And, you know, I can't wait to dive into the material. But first, we got to introduce our other friends here. So uh, Dave, Dave Baldwin is here. Dave, can you please introduce yourself? Sure thing, everybody. Thanks. My name is Dave Baldwin with Baldwin Systems. And my focus is creating ways for businesses to scale and grow their income, do more of what they love to do by creating proprietary ways to bottle up their expertise. Beautiful. Thank you, Dave. And so we are here to talk about Nancy's books. And I want to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves. So Nancy, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Thank you, Amy. I'm Nancy Leffler, founder of Being With Grief and author of The Alchemy of Grief, Your Journey to Wholeness. I help my clients to successfully move through their grief journey so that they can fully participate in their life again, find meaning, purpose, and even joy. Thank you, Nancy. Dan, can you please introduce yourself? Dan is Nancy's husband. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Uh, yes, uh, 
also with being with grief. Uh, I work with men who have experienced loss in their life, uh, whether that is the loss of a child, as in uh, our case, uh, we lost our daughter um, 20 years ago, and Nancy's going to tell more of that story. Um, I found um, that what was helpful for me was the grief recovery method. And in that um, uh, process, uh, we learned to um, deconstruct what our grief is and then how to um, complete the communication that um, was left unsaid. And together we um, help individuals and couples. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. And we're, we're going to dive more into Dan and Nancy's story in a little bit. But before we do that, uh, I'm going to have Dave, Dave, who is another friend of ours, introduce himself. Thanks, Amy. My name is Dave Baldwin, and my company is Baldwin Systems. My focus is helping to create scalability for businesses that want to grow and do more of what's important to them. And my approach to that is to productize or bottle up the unique proprietary expertise of the business. Thank you, Dave. And I will introduce myself now. My name is Amy Lancy. In case you don't know me, I am the founder of the Milk Crate Mastermind and the ringling, the ringleader for today. So let's let's just dive into the material uh, of Nancy's book. Uh, Nancy's book is The Alchemy of Grief. And she wrote this. How many years ago did you write this, Nancy? <laughs> I wrote it about four, about um, four, four or five years ago now. Okay, great. And can you just give us and the audience a brief synopsis of of what you wrote? Sure. Um, my book is about my own personal grief journey. Uh, um, our daughter died. Or um, it's coming up on twenty two years now. Um, she was seventeen, and it it. it my grief journey was not like I thought it would be. I didn't know what what I thought it would be like, but I remember thinking, I'm not grieving in the way that I thought someone who daughter died should would grieve. And so I, I, I when I was called to write the book, I told my story, and then by that point I was about 14 years into it, and so I also included in the in the book some um, of the wisdom that I learned along the way, some of the things that helped me to be able to fully participate in my life again, uh, which is how I, one of the things I help my clients do. And I found that it was such a transformational process that um, it, it, it all coalesced in, in the book. And th th there's also questions for you um, along the way. I always talk about the importance of having um, a journal to write down um, what you're feeling at any given time because um, it changes. It changes from day to day, from year to year, and uh, continues to change for me. As you have often told me, Nancy, grief is not linear. And how I just imagine grief and my own grief journey is I'll go forward a few steps and then I'll go back seven mm -hmm. steps and I'll go forward and backwards. It's almost like I am a car that is stuck in a narrow alleyway that is constantly like trying to turn itself back around in this very narrow space. 
That's right. how I imagine grief being. Yeah, and I saw a really great depiction of, of that. It was I, I talk about grief being like a spiral often. Mm. The the depiction was looking at a spiral from above and it looks like you're going around in circles. But when you see the spiral in 3D, you're actually going up. I, I like to think it was spiraling up. But even if we're coming around to the same feeling, you're in a different place. So the feelings mm. are different. And, and I, I like that depiction because so often we feel like we're going around in circles, so whether we're talking about grief right. or not. And if you look at look at something just a little bit different, you can see that it's not a circle. Yeah. No, absolutely. I love the the spiral image because it makes it sound like we're making progress, even if we're circling back to the same feelings we had before. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you mentioned that you talked about your personal account with grief in the book. Dan, how much of your personal story is in the book? Uh, well, I think when um, Nancy talks about uh, the struggle that we had as a couple and how we each had to go through our own um, experience of grief before we could come together um, to grieve together. Uh, that was a big challenge. And um, I think uh, a place where a lot of people get uh, stuck and it wasn't until that aha moment um, where I realized for myself that uh, something had to change mm -hmm. because I was drifting um, away from my career. I was drifting apart from Nancy. I was not being true to myself. And um, so the part of the story in Nancy's book that uh, touches on that, and you know, we've thought about whether or not we wanna um, delve into it a little more deeply. Um, and talk about those experiences. Uh, I talk about it when I'm uh, working with uh, clients, but uh, it really hasn't been put out there uh, publicly. So maybe there's a book too. Nancy's oh. always Nancy's always threatened that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would really love for Dan to write a book. You know, uh, Dave. Here's an interesting question for you. If Dan were to write a book on his grief journey, what what points would you want him to cover? Well, there's there's that's a that's a, there's a lot an, an ocean of content in there potentially, but I think the you know one one I'll, I'll just kind of go with a, with an intuitive feel on this. So when I think about the grief spiral, Nancy was talking about, I'm visualizing just kind of a so you can have an inward spiral or an outward spiral, but there's a number of points along the circle. And so I think about what are some tools or exercises that could be used either individually or a family as a group potentially as points along that spiral. So, you know, what mm. is, I think one question that comes up for me a lot is what does it mean to move forward with traditions? I mean, especially coming into the point of year where the holidays are coming up and when there's, you know, traditions are now going to be changing because there's now loss that's part of that permanently so when i think about you know as far as where dan comes in I, I i like you know just what would it what would it look like to have 
you know, new tools for creating traditions were to preserve some of the original meaning and also honor the loss at the same time. Those are just a couple of things, but obviously there's plenty of different ways to go with, with a book, but that's what mm. comes to mind in, for me initially. I think you bring up a good point, Dave, that at the time of this recording, we're close to the holiday season and it is a time of tradition and ritual and for some people, that's a great thing. And some people, it's not such a great thing. And I think that kind of, that's a great segue to talking about grief overall, because, you know, it wasn't really until I met Nancy that I thought grief was just when you lose somebody. And, and what I mean by lose somebody, I mean death, like they are permanently gone, or at least on this plane, at least that's a whole other discussion. But, you know, just that when I met Nancy, realizing that grief is so much more than death and mm -hmm. uh, it's about transition and I and Nancy I think if you could just kind of talk about you know what is grief really and you know how can that show up in our lives in addition to you know when we lose uh, a loved one to um mm -hmm. to natural causes or whatever that may be for death you know the, the simple um definition is grief is it is the natural and normal response to any loss and you're right I thought that the only time we experienced grief was when a loved one died however as I was going through this journey I realized that grief is a lifelong journey and the things that we experience along the way the loss of a dream you know how, how many times have you heard about someone feeling like they're despondent because their dream didn't come true or the job they didn't get the job that they thought was going to be the answer to all of their prayers or they lost a job that that and mm. they didn't have any other prospects moving to a new location without any um, support uh, or having a friend move, move away um, there's so many different um, and it, it's really anytime you go through a, a life's transition and also anytime your life didn't turn out the way that you thought it would or the way that you wanted it to you experience grief so it could be something little like being late for um, a, an important meeting and thinking we don't recognize that as grief though and so what if we did what if we recognize those daily disappointments as grief and we could begin to cultivate the resources we need to meet grief and so that when the bigger griefs come come along, when we lose a job, when we lose a relationship, when a loved one dies, we already have a place to start. It doesn't make it any easier, but we have a place to start. And we recognize, so often we don't recognize that we are in grief. And I think that's that's the first thing is learning to recognize it. Mm. And I think that could be difficult, right? When it could be so many different things. I'm sorry, Dan, you, you had something to say. Yeah, I think uh, also um, uh, a lot of what grief brings up is the uncommunicated um, uh, messages that we either need to tell ourselves mm -hmm. or to um, uh, communicate in some way. If it's a loss of a person, all the things that you wish could have been um, uh, expressed that you no longer have the, the, the chance for that brings on feelings of uh, remorse and grief and, and um, 
can lead to sadness, depression, and you know a, a whole other onslaught of uh, things. Um, but as Nancy and I have you know come to understand, uh, to relieve and heal from that really takes a communication skills, and and that's one of the things that we focus on now is is conversation, the difficult conversations mm. that need to happen. Yeah, yeah, and those conversations can be with our, ourselves or it could be with other people. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I think Nancy, from the work I've done with you, talking to other people, it doesn't always mean a face-to-face -face conversation either. Sometimes that requires, sometimes what you've shown me is that that's not always required. And you could just kind of go into a little bit more about how that, how that actually works, because I'm sure the audience is like, what? <laughs> you can talk to somebody without actually talking to them. What, what is this? So, <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, I, I know that um, in in my own case, if you want to communicate with, with someone in the field, you just, I just bring the awareness into my field and um, send the communication that way. Or I also can have my higher self connect with their higher self and let things happen at, at, at that point. Now, um, both of those things are more of um, the on the woo woo side of things, which I fully embrace that that side of myself, and I um, I don't even like to call it woo woo because to me it's it's normal and natural. But I understand that some people need that connection. Uh, but you can also write a letter. Uh, you can write a letter that doesn't get sent. Uh, mm. You can write a letter and burn it. Um, and with the intention that the um, fire will transmute whatever you are needing to transmute. You know, you, there are many different ways to have that, that um, because those feelings are about you, not necessarily about mm -hmm. the other person. So you meet them in yourself. You ask, what, what's this bringing up in me? And I have ways to help you do that, but it's about meeting that place in yourself that is um, having difficulty with that feeling or um, whatever's coming up. I saw Dan had. Yeah, had. yeah oh, I think okay. what, what you're talking about, uh, you know, is the hole in our souls that uh, need filling ah. in, in, in some way. And, um, uh, you know, some of the practical things that, um, uh, we've used is to role play. And um, in some of the work that I've done, that can be an extensive um, role playing uh, with someone that you trust and, and in a safe environment where um, you may not be speaking to the person who you're having, um, uh, who you need to communicate with, but you're getting that communication out in a very practical and sometimes it's just saying uh, the words and uh, feeling the emotions that uh, can really bring on that uh, transformation that um, I think we all need in order to um, blossom and and heal you know so right and I think Oh, sorry. I was going to say that one exercise that uh, for me, I've had to learn to respond and not necessarily to react. 
Mm-hmm. And so that one exercise to be able to write to somebody without actually saying it to them right off the bat, it, it makes me, it, it gets all, all my emotions out. And then, then I can start think straight again, or at least think better yeah. and then figure out, okay, what is it that I really am trying to accomplish here with yeah. this person? So, um, so kind of going on to the, the last segment of this interview, don't worry, you guys, it's not the last of Nancy and Dan, <laughs> but just to the last segment of this interview, uh, I want to talk about just, you know, one takeaway that each of us have gotten for, you know, uh, from this discussion or just knowing Dan and Nancy to, you know, in terms of how, what they have taught us in our lives. So uh, Dave, I know we haven't heard from you in a little while. You know, is there one thing you'd like to mention to the audience that you learned from knowing Dan and Nancy all these years or, you know, something that you want to just point out is a takeaway from this this discussion today? Yeah, I mean, I think actually what it comes down to is what Nancy was just talking about a couple of minutes ago, which is grief recognition. That's one thing I've definitely not only recognizing what grief is, but recognizing what the helpful and unhelpful responses to grief are. And I think one of the things that that has really continued to make an impression over time, the more I get to hear from Nancy and Dan is how important it is to recognize the small instances of grief in my own life, but also recognize how do I encourage other people to recognize those instances of grief showing up for themselves? Because we live in a culture that's exactly the opposite. We live in a culture mm-hmm. of just keep a stiff upper lip, suck it up, get on with life. Who cares? My life is worse than yours kind of a mentality. And you, you know, that's, I'm just looking at what does it look like to be an example of, of a helpful way of meeting grief where it is and recognizing that there is no simple formulaic solution that it's going to be different every single time. So that's, Mm -hmm. those are just a couple of things that, and I think there's as much as I've learned from Nancy and Dan so far, there's infinitely more that I still have to learn on on this because there's so many layers to it. Yep. That's it. There are so many layers to all of this. And as you just brought up, there's the cultural societal element uh, amidst all of this. And we're surrounded by, in addition to our own thoughts and feelings around grief. So thank you for bringing that up, Dave. And um, Dan, do you have one takeaway to share with, uh, with us from today's discussion? I think the important thing is to have these conversations that um, uh, as Dave pointed out, societally, we, um, um, back away from having difficult conversations, and it and it's reflected in so many areas uh, in the world, and the stuff that um, seems to be prioritized um, is all the fluff. Uh, we need to have um, heartfelt conversations, and in having uh, practice. Um, the way that we've touched on today um, mm-hmm. begins to open the door to uh, healing and being um, more present uh, to one another. And that's the way I think um, we need to, the, the direction at least that I need to, to move in uh, where I'm in touch and uh, showing my authentic true self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's a great point that when we embark on something that is painful, like dealing with grief, that sometimes we we get afraid of it. We think it's gonna, and, and it's and usually it is painful in some way, and usually our response is to run away. But really, I think if we're if we understand that it'll get us to our authentic selves, it's easier to justify running forward than running backwards. So, easier too. Mm-hmm. Easier too. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Nancy, I know we. This was a very brief discussion on your book and the material, but you know, is there you know one takeaway you wanna that you wanna share with us that you're taking away from today? Well, I, I find that every time I have a conversation about grief or about my book or to tell my story, I always learn something new. So it, there's always um, there's always more insight, and and um, I know people often want to say, "I want to oh, tell me what to do to get over it," because I want to be done with it, and we're never done with it. It it continues mm-hmm. to, in, in my own case, excavate the next level of feelings that that need to come up. Um, and so recognizing that we're never done with it. And when we're willing to take a stand for ourselves, there are resources to help us to um, be with what comes up when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and that makes sense. And I think that so oftentimes uh, when I was growing up, I thought resources were just hey, look, you got a screwdriver, that's a resource. But when I think about resources now, now it's about, you know, I have my my bag of tricks, but I have friends who have their own bags of tricks and they're able to see things that I'm not able to see. And when I'm having a hard time, it's it's easier for me to call on my quote-unquote resources, my human resources to help me figure out where I need to go next. So, yeah. um, so for me, my takeaway was that when we are dealing with our grief, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's because of something someone did. And a lot of times we won't deal with it because we feel like the end goal is to confront that person. But really the end goal is to be able to move past whatever happened between yourself and that person. And so that therefore that's why the communication doesn't always require face-to-face moment it can be a letter like like what nancy was saying a letter that you can burn it could be just something that you get out before it starts to fester inside that's my big biggest takeaway and um before we officially go i want everyone to tell the audience how we can find you so dave how can people find you People can find me easily on my website, dave-baldwin.com. And I always say, don't forget the hyphen. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the Baldwin Systems handle. Great. Thank you. Dan, how can people get in touch with you? Well, um, obviously at our website, uh, beingwithgrief.com. You can reach me at uh, dan at beingwithgrief. Uh, I'm also on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. And um, uh... okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. And Nancy, 
Uh, I know Dan just already said some of the contact details, but uh, are there any other ways people can get in touch with you? And how can they get your book? Yes, um, uh, I, I'm I'm on Facebook as myself, Nancy Miller Leflo, as well as Being with Grief. There's also a book Facebook page, The Alchemy of Grief: Your Journey to Wholeness. I'm on Instagram as Being with Grief. And uh, my book is available um, at, on Amazon, um, The Alchemy of Grief, Your Journey to Wholeness. It's, it's easily available there. Okay, awesome. And to reach me and the podcast, you can go to the website, millcratemastermind.com, go to the contact form and just say, hey, I had a question from this in this episode. And uh, to reach me specifically, you can email me at amy at amylancy.com for any questions. Please put in the subject line, hey, question from the podcast. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just please let me know. It has to do with the podcast in some way, shape, or form. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, you know, I can't wait to dive into your, your book or your material over the next couple of episodes. And for those of you who are listening, please make sure to tune in for the for the ride because we're going to be diving more into unrecognized grief, the, the gifts of grief, and what we can, how we can use all that to transform ourselves. So, thank you. See you later. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Bye.